Alright, 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 this is Jake with Radio Underland Coming to you live from the middle of the desert In my ultimate little tiny janky podcast studio uh, yeah, man, it's Monday. It's Monday. It's a it's a good week that just happened. You know, I, I told you guys a little bit that I was having my baby shower on Saturday, uh, which was a uh, uh, it was interesting. You know, um, I, I realized that the idea of um, having to at a winery slash craft beer place and then uh, you know drinking for about five hours and then trying to make a speech, well, uh, it didn't go so well. I, you, you know, the thing is you put a microphone in front of me in front of a, a, a crowd of people. And, um, I think I kind of automatically revert to the radio underland podcast host. And I'm not talking about the host that does this, these news stories, because that's pretty, that's civil. That's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm appropriate. I'm, I'm, I'm clean, but when I'm drinking like that, then I turn into the old radio underland host. Um, you know, when we had all the crazy guests on and all the, Pounding a Mad Dog 2020 before we started the show, uh, the trans black uh, producer, all that kind of nonsense, just the chaos that was the Radio Wonderland show. And I, I kind of slipped into that, which was a little risky because, uh, you know, I, I do a little, uh, I do a lot of, let's just call it, I do a lot of volunteering for, for, for some big churches and I had a lot of church people there. And then I had, I had the, some of the Disneyland friends that I've made over the past, well, since 2013, 2014. And then I had my river friends and my lake friends. And, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't have been given a mic, but I was, uh, I might've insulted half the crowd. Um, uh, it's kind of what I do, uh, went out there and, uh, sarcastically thinking my wife for inviting my ex-wife to the baby shower uh, that, that worked out. Okay. I think we're old enough. We're mature to, you know, um, a coexist, you know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, I might've called out some of the other drama that was in the room. It's funny when you're doing an event like that and you start inviting people and you realize, well, hold on, this person doesn't talk to that person, uh, but that's on them. That's their problem. Uh, just because they don't talk together, they're going to have to figure that out. Um, but maybe I shouldn't have highlighted it when I was thinking everybody. Either way, it went. It, it, it went, it was good. There were so many boxes of gifts. I mean, we are truly blessed. I mean, there's so much stuff. In fact, later today, I got to figure out where to put all this stuff. There's so much stuff that came in. I mean, we are definitely supporting the the Chinese uh, regime uh, just by buying all this Chinese stuff and registering on Amazon. I'm sure we fueled up uh, Jeff Bez- Bezos's uh, rocket to get into orbit one more time just off this baby shower alone. It was nice. Uh, definitely want to thank all the people that came out. I don't think any of the people that came out actually listened to this show. Um, so I think I'm safe there. But the, today, it's Monday. It's a new day. It's a new week. You've got trucks in Canada making their way to the capital. Or they're already there jamming up the streets. you got Trudeau in hiding uh, for his own safety. And you've got a lot of stuff going on. One thing that I I saw, and we haven't touched on it too much, but but the metaverse, the whole idea of the metaverse, everything that's going on with the metaverse, you've got NFTs going off left and right. I've got my own son hitting me up saying, oh, I got on a whitelist for this new pirate, ape, monkey, whatever. I need, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting $500 in Ethereum because I'm going to buy this NFT and be, you know, flip it for thousands of dollars. Uh, you know, I hope he's lucky. I do. I hope he's lucky. I hope he actually makes some money off that NFT. I see what's going on. Justin Bieber just spent 1.5 million on an NFT 
ape uh, for his own person. There's a lot of stuff. It's, it seems like it is a one of these fictitious gold rushes that's happening right now is the whole NFT and the whole NFT world. I wish I knew a little bit more about it. In fact, maybe we need to get somebody on here for me to talk to, have a phone call with to discuss the NFTs because that is just popping off the rails. Uh, but, but, you know, considering this whole digital reality, you've got metaverse real estate agents that are selling you uh, properties in the metaverse, all kinds of stuff that's just going that, you know, to us older folks, us, us new geriatric fathers, uh, it seems a little crazy, but it's happening left and right. But one thing, one story that caught my eye was um, a woman, a woman in the metaverse. Now she's a 43 year old woman. And uh, she's claiming that she was virtually groped by a gang of male avatars in Meta's, which is Facebook's, in Meta's Metaverse. So let, let, let's break this down a little bit. A 43-year-old British woman claimed she was virtually groped by a gang of male avatars in Meta's Metaverse earlier this month. Nina Jane Patel, who works as the vice president of research for a rival Metaverse, said in a post that she was verbally and sexually harassed by three or four male avatars in Meta's Horizon venues. The London-based mother said that within a minute of joining the virtual world's lobby earlier this month, male avatars began harassing her. According to Patel's post, the avatars touched her character's body inappropriately, made sexual comments, and took screenshots for several minutes. After trying to flee the virtual world, trying to flee, I guess you didn't, you know, take off your freaking goggles. That's how you flee the meta world. But after trying to flee the virtual world, Patel told the mail on Sunday, the, the, that's the article I'm reading from the daily mail. So, you know, it's accurate. Uh, she, she said that she had to tear off her virtual reality headset to bring an end to the ordeal. She told the paper that she had been suffering from anxiety ever since. Oh, so sad. So, 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 so sad. A Meta spoke, spokesperson said, we're sorry to hear that this happened. We want everyone in Horizon venues to have a positive experience and easily find the safety tools that can help in a situation like this and help us investigate and take action. The spokesperson noted that Patel did not use the platform's reporting tools, allowing users to block mute, and report anyone near them. Patel told Insider that she wasn't able to do, she wasn't able to do it quickly enough. Horizon Venue should be safe and we are committed to building it that way. The statement said from Meta, we will continue to make improvements as we learn more about how people interact in those places, especially when it comes to helping people report things easily and reliable, reliably. Anyways, Horizon Venues is a digital experience which Meta is still developing that allows people to use virtual reality headset to create avatars that can watch online events together. And uh, yeah, so uh, Metaverse, Facebook, groping, comments. Uh, I think she needs to file a, a, a Meta a Meta police report uh, to you know get the Meta police involved and maybe they can arrest these meta thugs and send them to a meta court where maybe they'll get sentenced to some meta jail time and then they'll have to open up a new account, create a new avatar. It could be really, you know, detrimental. Um, but I think this is the cusp of something. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I mean, people are already 
being sued for things that they do online, you know, uh, online in situations where the victim, all they have to do is just log off or turn off the computer or, you know, block that person or mute that person or block on Facebook. You know, there's easy ways to get away from it, but people don't want to do that. People want to be the victim. They want to be the victim and then they want to cry about being the victim when it's so, so, so easy to fix. You know, in the metaverse, like the, you know, like, like the meta spokesperson said, there's, there's things that she could have done. She could have blocked the users. She could have muted them. She could have reported them to the meta, you know, straight to Mark Zuckerberg. I'm sure he has a little red light that goes on and off on his desk. And he, you know, when somebody's being groped in his Verizon metaverse, um, and they were taking screenshots of her, you know, what kind of, what kind of person is taking screenshots of an avatar? There's some sick people in this world and I, you know, it's going to keep getting a lot worse. But meta crime is on the rise. You know, it's a new utopian meta universe and, and stuff's already going sideways. You know, these insoles that are down there with their goggles on in their grandma's basement that are, you know, roaming the streets of the metaverse, just trying to take screenshots of female avatars. You know, I guess she could have, you know, not identified as a female. And, and then brings in the question. It brings in the question of, well, what was her avatar wearing? You know, we have to get old school on this because, you know, the the mentality has been that, you know, a lot, a lot of times women in, you know, high heels and a short skirt, they're asking for this. So I really want to see what her avatar looked like. I want to see if she was asking for this uh, metagrope, metagroper, metagroping, meta, 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 meta. Anyways, that's the kind of stuff that's in the news. That's what's happening. I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. Do we need to get out there and we need to protect our kids? Do we need, I think what we need, uh, what we need is meta weapons. We need meta weapons. So if you're going to block somebody, if you're going to mute somebody, if they're going to be dead to you in the meta universe, let's make some fun out of it. You know, you're walking the streets of, of the metaverse and some guy comes up and starts taking unauthorized screenshots of your scantily clad avatar. Let's give you a meta Glock that you could meta bullet through that meta mother trucker's head. And then that automatically will block butte and all that other kind of stuff. But I think we should, I think we need meta weapons. I think we need meta concealed carry permits that you can, uh, you know, go to meta school and get approved for, and you can just start blasting people, you know? And when you blast them, when you kill them in the metaverse, they're blocked to your account. They're muted. You can't see them and they're done. We need a meta militia, a meta militia. We need a meta Batman to go out there and protect these streets from these kind of insul meta thugs. We got to do something. We need to stand up. In fact, I'm thinking about going onto the meta streets and starting a, a million meta man march to get rid of these thugs and deviants that are creeping in Meta's Meta Horizon, Verizon, whatever the fuck. If I hear the word Meta one more freaking time, I swear to God, but this is definitely a Meta problem. Something has to be done. You know what we need is we need a, a Meta government. We need a Meta government that is elected by the Meta people. You know, we need the Meta Dianne Feinstein. We need the, 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 the Meta Biden uh, to rule over this and to, to bring some order to the metaverse because it's already being a clusterfuck. It's already become that and it's in its infant stages. I'm just, my meta mind is just blown away over this whole thing. Well, in other news, uh, Bill Maher is in the news. Bill Maher, Bill Maher, you know, classic witty guy has a lot to say. 
Um, and, and if Bill Maher's in the news, Joe Rogan's in the news again. I guess he made a statement coming back at uh, saying he was a Neil Young fan and saying that he was a Joni Mitchell fan and whoever that back guitarist from the E Street band that also uh, removed all of his music off Spotify. Nobody cares about him. Nobody even knows his name. I don't know his name. And I do music for a living and I don't even know his name. Uh, but Bill Maher, who is not a conservative, Joe Rogan's not a conservative. Um, he came out and he was talking about the extreme left. And um, here's what he had to say. He said, some people think this means I've changed, but I assure you I have not. I am still the same unmarried pot smoking libertine. I always was. I have many flaws, but you can't accuse me of maturing. Let's get this straight. It's not me who changed. It's the left who is now made up of a small contingent who've gone mental and a large contingent who refuse to call them out for it. But I will. That's why I'm a hero on Fox these days, which shows just how much the liberals have their head up their ass, because if they really thought about it, they would have made me a hero on their media. Marr said some thought that he didn't used to make fun of the left as much, but he explained that's because they didn't give me so much to work with. Bill Maher says, the oath of office I took was to comedy. And if you do goofy shit, wherever you are on the spectrum, I'm going to make fun of you because that is where the gold is. And the fact that they are laughing at it should tell you something. He continued, when people read that San Francisco has basically legalized shoplifting, they think the Democrats have gone nuts. Indeed, real Americans look at that and they see the smash and grab insanity of places like San Francisco, and that makes them afraid of what the Democrats are pushing if this is where that leads. Bill Maher also noted that Democratic members of Congress are pushing to cancel rent, to cancel mortgages, and no more policing and incarceration. Bill Maher says, declaring capitalism is slavery, canceling Lincoln and Dr. Seuss, teaching children they are oppressors and math is racist making Mr. Potato Head gender neutral. Mars spoke out about the new pregnant man emoji and California passing a law requiring a non-gendered toy section. Isn't Ken enough? He joked, showing the non-anatomically correct doll. Mars said Americans were tired of Democratic rules even before COVID came along. Mars says Democrats have become a parody of themselves, just making rules to make rules because it makes you feel like you're a better person making sure that everything bad never happens again, which you can never fully do. It just makes everybody else's life a drag. Democrats no longer possess the common sense to understand that not every problem in the world can be fixed with a regulation. What do you think? I think, I think, I think Bill Maher is spot on with that. And, 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 you know, one thing that I've realized is I think there's a lot of Americans that are more middle of the road that are more middle of the road. Uh, they're not these extreme liberals. They're not these extreme conservatives. They're just in the middle of the road. And I think that's what the mass of America is. And I believe that a lot of people are in Bill Maher's shoes that they've, you know, they claim to be Democrats, but even they think that the left has gone way, 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 way overboard and way too far. And how has it not? How has it not? I mean, look at the train problem in, in, in L.A. where on average, like I said the other day, 90 trains a day are getting broken into because they changed the regulations to make it breaking into a train, which I believe is on federal land, 
they move that down to a misdemeanor. So people are just going left and right with it. You know, the smash and grab, <clears throat> the smash and grab that's happening, happening in San Francisco every day where security just stands there and watches people walk out with merchandise and doesn't, and they don't do a thing about it because it's under $900 and it's nothing. It's a misdemeanor. It's a little ticket. This is nuts. This is insane. And I think there's a lot of people that are Democrats that are also saying this is insane. It's going too far. And it's one of those things like, you know, we've said it a million times. It's the extremists that 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 that, that step up to the mic. It's the extremists that go on their cancel culture rants on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's the extremists that get heard. And I, I don't know what's going on with these politicians that they're actually listening to these insane voices and, and, and they're, and they're doing, they're, they're, they're implementing what these insane voices are asking for. And they're, they're insane themselves. It is just a nutcase. I think Bill Maher nailed it 100% and something needs to change. I think Democrats need to stand up. I mean, what are we going to do? Are we going to label this something? How do you separate yourself from these extremist Democrats? Or extremist conservatives. You know, I'm conservative, but I'm not an extremist conservative. I know plenty of Democrats that are Democrats, but they're not extremist Democrats. What, what, what do we do? What do we need? Do we need a new political classification of people that are not off their rocker? Do we need? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, and like I've said many times before, I feel like there's a big swath of this nation that feels unrepresented. You know? Uh, by default, they have to vote for somebody like Biden, but they, they would rather vote for somebody more kind of in the middle of the road. Same thing with the Republicans and the conservatives. You know, they, they, they by default, when it comes down to it, they have to vote for the Trumps and all this other kind of stuff. But they'd rather see somebody that's a little bit more mainstream, more level headed, more up to do America's justice without over-regulating everybody out of their houses and homes. It's a nutty world we live in, folks. It is a very, very, very nutty word, world, and something needs to be done. And I think Mar, Bill Mar, is, you know, he's, he's, he's right on the right track. But the thing is, who else is calling out? I mean, what other Democrats are out there saying, hey, this isn't right? Maybe Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, she seems pretty level-headed. It's nuts. It's nuts. What are we going to do about it? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, newly, newly added to the train of people that want to condemn Spotify in their mass misinformation of COVID-19. Megan and Harry Markle, you know, Megan, what was it? Megan Markle and Harry. It's not Styles. (laughs) Anyways, the Royals, the ex-Royals, the ex-communicator Royals, uh, they decided to jump in on the fake news warrior path that so many other assholes are joining in on. And, um, and they really released a statement. Nobody cares. I don't care about this story. I don't think any of you care, but it is kind of interesting in their statement. Megan and Harry claimed hundreds of millions of people are affected by the serious harms and rampant miss and disinformation every day. Last April, our co-founders, Megan and Harry began expressing concerns to our partners at Spotify about the all too real consequences of COVID-19 misinformation on its platform. We have continued to express our concerns to Spotify to ensure changes to its platform are made to help address this public health crisis. 
Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares, Megan and uh, Harry. Uh, go back to doing Oprah interviews. Nobody cares what you have to say on this. Um, I don't even know why I'm touching on this story, but they're out there. They're getting involved. They're they're rising up. Um, you know, you know, maybe he, maybe I can get him to be part of my million Meta Man march or something like that. Well, and uh, more bad news for the metaverse. Our first real life injury has happened. That's that's right. This is where the metaverse is reaching into real life and actually doing some damage. And what happened was a gamer broke his neck while wearing a virtual reality headset. A German gamer has broken his neck while wearing a virtual reality headset after he moved too intensely. Doctors claim the 31-year-old's repetitive movements led to the neck being damaged before part of the bone finally cracked. The man went to the hospital after experience of piercing pain in his shoulders. X-ray scans later revealed the man had fractured his C7 neck vertebrae, which sits near the base of the neck above the shoulders. Experts from the University Hospital of Leipzig, who treated the gamer, believe it is the world's first documented VR-related stress fracture, fracture, stress fracture. Researchers say the unidentified man's injury resembled one seen in runners and soldiers as detailed in a medical journal. Virtual reality headsets worth almost 400 pounds can weigh almost 610 grams, though medics in the German man's case did not detail the brand used. The man needed to wear a type of neck brace for six weeks to support his neck while it healed, and he made a full recovery after 12 weeks. So condolences out to the first uh, meta-reality versus real-reality injury in the metaverse. God rest his C7 vertebrae. Well, Elon Musk was a little uh, perturbed the other day. Uh, apparently, there's some kid that has a Twitter account that follows his private jet. So it's a it's it's like a it's a automatically post anytime Elon's jet moves anywhere. Uh, this kid posts up the location of where Elon Musk's jet is and where it landed, and you know all this information. You know what what could be considered private information but it's publicly available on FAA websites. And so this kid just keeps tweeting out uh, everywhere Elon's at, where he's going, where he's coming from. So Elon hit this kid up in Messenger and he says, hey, hey, how about you uh, stop doing that? And Elon even offered the kid $5,000 to stop doing that. And the kid said, no, I've get, I get so much enjoyment from this and uh, it, it's got to be worth at least $50,000 to me. And then Elon never responded back and that was the end of the conversation. Yeah, but a little, little a-hole kid, you know what he's doing. He's just trying to milk Elon for, you know, as much money as he possibly can if he's going to have to take this down. And uh, apparently $5,000 wasn't enough to make it happen. But he's got a lot of followers. He's got a lot of followers that are watching where Elon goes. And I'm sure he can you know, cash that in commercially somehow with just the amount of followers that he has. But yeah, it's just a, just a, it's just, I, I mean, the kid's not doing anything illegal. He's just a. A pain in the ass, a pain in the ass kid. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. Is Elon going to push for some regulation to make it so that they can't do that? But it's publicly available information. You go on the FFA website and you can type in any tail number and you can find out, you know, if that plane is flying um, in, in controlled airspace and in and, 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 and associating with, you know, air traffic control, you can find out exactly where they're at. Pain in the butt, but you know, sometimes, sometimes some things just money can't fix. And I think the problem that Elon has with that, even if they gave the kid $5,000, 
or $50,000 for that matter, what the kid wanted. You know, some other troll has already seen it happen. They're going to just do the same thing and then they're going to try and cash in on Elon Musk. So it's just a never ending battle. So if I was Elon, you offer the kid $5,000, he says no, and he makes a big deal about it. Now his, his, his tweets saying how, you know, Elon get, wanted to offer him $5,000, that's gone public. So there's no stopping it. There's no stopping it. That's just something that Elon's going to have to live with, or he's going to have to buy another plane and another name with a tail number that people don't know is associated with him. But the, you know, the problem is he's going to have public pictures taken of him walking out of his plane. There's going to be the tail number and boom, he's screwed. Yeah. It's a very, it's not interesting. Just kids being kids and they're, you know, obviously messing with Mr. Elon Musk. Hello friends. I wanted to make a video to address some of the controversy that's been going on over the past few days. And first of all, to say thank you to everyone that sent love and support. I truly, truly appreciate it. And it's been very nice to hear from you. I wanted to make this video, first of all, because I think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do, maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging. Um, the podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation, specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two, one with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're not as qualified. Come on, Joe. Let's be real. This is Joe Rogan and his response to everything that's going on. And it's it's almost 10 minutes long. It's good. I recommend that you listen to it if you're involved in if or if you're interested in this controversy at all. But Joe, I mean, I know you're saying that these guys are the most published. They were on they're on Biden's cabinet regarding this the whole COVID thing, but uh they don't have the qualified the qualifications of a Neil Young or a Joni Mitchell or or, uh, or or the royals, you know, that are chiming in on this. They're just not qualified, Joe. The, you know, this whole thing is kind of stupid. The people that Joe's referring to in, in this public thing that he's stating um, are highly qualified that are talking about this. And Joe goes into some really good points on here. He, he said, you know, if you were to say uh, uh, um, a year ago that cloth masks don't do anything, that would have been mis misinformation. And now here we are a year later, and that is a misinformation. They are saying the cloth masks are bad, and we all need to be wearing N95s. You know what I mean? So Joe's got some really good points. I highly recommend that you listen to that. You can find that on the Radio Underland Facebook group, the whole nine minutes. I'm sure you can find it on Joe Rogan's Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Uh, just listen to what he has to say. But Joe's still in the news. I saw some headlines that were a little, little, little fake. Uh, where they're stating that, you know, more artists were joining on and all they listed was Neil Young, Joni Mitchell. And like I said earlier, some uh, backseat player for the E Street band, Bruce Springsteen's band that has taken his music off. But uh, it, it, it's it's still out there. It's I, I can't believe how much press this whole thing is getting. But what Joe is saying is that uh, Spotify and Joe seems like he's OK of it with it. Spotify is going to put a disclaimer in front of any podcast that talks about COVID-19. And I did read another article the other day where Spotify has taken down about 40 of Joe's old episodes. So um, 
he didn't really comment on that in this nine minutes, but he did comment that he he said that he does all the scheduling for the Joe Rogan podcast, and he feels like it's his obligation that when he has somebody on that has a dissenting opinion from the mainstream media, even though it's medically backed and it's 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 it's, it's tested, it's tried, and the information they're saying is correct. Even when he has somebody that that counters the mainstream media, uh, he needs to follow it up with an interview with somebody that is you know more on board with the mainstream view so he can have a balance to both sides which he has had you know a balance but he had sanja on there from uh cnn's doctor uh which um had the more mainstream media um view of how to handle COVID 19 and so and there's been a few others um people so are just mischaracterizing what goes on in that show it's conversations it's conversations with people that are educated and it's those people giving their facts and if you have a problem it's not misinformation i can't you know, before you jump on the bandwagon and say all this, you know, cancel Joe Rogan, all this other kind of stuff, at least listen to what's going on over there. And you'll find out real quick that this isn't spreading a misinformation. It's just spreading facts about studies that are going on that kind of go against what's happening on in the what we hear in the mainstream media. But it is what it is. Joe just can't get out of the news. I, I don't think he cares, though. Even bad publicity is good publicity, right? Something like that. And one last story that I think I need to, uh, it's a, it's more of a follow-up. I, I mean, last week we were talking about Peter Dinklage and the whole, you know, anti-dwarf thing. And I was saying that he's going to piss off a lot of these little guys that are going to be out of work. And yeah, they're starting to come out in droves. So Peter Dinklage definitely has a little problem. And that little problem is these not meta dwarfs, but real live dwarves that are really stepping up to the plate and saying that, hey, don't speak for me. Several actors, including Dylan Postal, POSTL, uh, Jeff Brooks and Katrina Kemp spoke to the Daily Mail to say they did not want the dwarf roles in Snow White canceled. Postal, who had played Hornswoggle, the leprechaun in the WWE for 10 years and appeared in The Muppets, had particularly harsh words for Dinklage. And I quote, it makes me so sick to my stomach to think that there are seven roles for dwarves that can't get normal acting roles or very few and far between roles. And now they're gone because of this guy. He says, Peter Dinklage is the biggest dwarf actor probably of all time, but it doesn't make him King Dwarf. When he was cast as a little person in, in the Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones or an elf or this or that other thing, those checks cast just fine. He had no issue then, but now he wants to be a progressive? Come on, man. I don't know if Peter Dinklage is still acting or if he is done now, but I don't know. But I do know it's pretty selfish. People came before him. If, if it is his mindset that he wants to be the only one, then you got to grow up, man. It's not helping our community. It's taking jobs away from our community. And there are very few and far between as it is. Uh, another guy. Uh, let's see. Who is this? Uh, well, anyways, he says, yeah, apparently this is another dwarf. So Peter Dinklage opens his mouth about advancing the cause. And all he's accomplished is eliminating seven acting jobs for the cause. Disney is going with CGI magical creatures in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I guess they can now focus on highbrow roles like he has. Uh, yeah, that was put together a little whatever. But anyways, the guy's pissed. He, you know, uh, I don't know. Here's another dwarf. I'm hoping they cast little people and give them the work. Peter Dinklage may be hurting the chance of some dwarf actors here. And it scares me that Disney would change a decision that big over the comment of one actor. They have been too quick here. Um, 
And then, uh, some, well, there's tons of Twitter posts about this. Here's another one. It's a missed opportunity to make a movie with seven little people where they actually have intended characters. Uh, there will have been people who gladly would have taken those roles. Are they people gunning for a SAG award? No. Peter has the privilege not to take the role. The people who are freaking out about this do not. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Peter Dinklage getting raked over the coals uh, by his own squad. Yeah, you know, he's not the king dwarf, apparently, according to other dwarfs. Uh, we knew this was going to happen. There's just, yeah, you know, I, I don't even think Disney should have responded to it. Dinklage was just talking off the cuff on the WTF podcast. Um, yeah, Disney should have. They they just need to just do what you're going to do. Just do what you're going to do. You know, if you're going to if you're going to have a little, you know, million man midget march in front of Disney Studios over this, so be it. But I mean, give the guys some work. Let them star. I mean, it is the dwarves. Do we get away from the whole dwarf thing? Do we make it something else? I mean, it's, it was kind of cute, right? That's part of the story. Does it have to be that way? No. I mean, that's the way we know it. Do our kids need to know it that way? No. But at the same time, here, here's the problem with it. This, this Disney, all these Disney live action remakes are going for the adults, right? They're going for the people that already saw the cartoons. They already associate it with the cartoon and everybody that's their fan base for these remakes. It's not the little toddlers. It's not the little kids. It's adults, right? And we've already seen Snow White with the seven dwarves. We know who the seven dwarves are. We know even if they change them to full grown people that they're the dwarves. Yeah, we we know we're going to see when we walk into this. We're not going to be offended. So just just let it be. Just do the thing. Just do your live action, your adult version of the cartoon that you did in the past and just, you know, let it be. Let it be. It isn't that just a genius marketing from Disney where all they do is just take the cartoons of our childhoods, make them more adultish into live action and then resell it to us again. I mean, they're goddamn, they're smart. Goddamn, they are so smart. And we eat it up. We eat it up every time. Anyways, this is Jake with the Radio Underland Show. Uh, just going over some of the news that's happening right now. And uh, we'll get back to you tomorrow. I'll talk to you later.